Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman and this is Empowering Astrology for the week of December 13th through 19th, 2021. I cannot believe that it's almost the end of the year. Things certainly uh, flew. I don't know how it felt for you, but certainly 2021, at least for me, um, has been a very, very interesting year. Um, you know, as we recorded this week, we are coming out of eclipse season. Um, that's really been the focus over the last pretty much month because we are going to have a full moon this week, which means we are now four weeks past the lunar eclipse that we had on November 19th. So yeah, like more time flying. But um, as eclipse season comes to a close, we're not fully there yet because uh, this week Mars is now, as I record this, December uh, 13th, 2021, Mars is in Sagittarius and it's going to start to uh, activate those eclipse degrees as it moves through Sagittarius throughout the rest of the month and into January. But uh, just to you know, quickly reintroduce who I am. My name is Katie Sweetman. I'm an astrologer and psychic medium here in the New York City area. Somebody was like, are you ashamed of New Jersey? No, I'm not ashamed of New Jersey. I live like right across the water from New York City. But look, I was in Brooklyn for 16 years. So it's pretty deep in my soul at this point. But uh, I see some familiar faces. Yeah, actually, Jersey, it's pretty cool. I, I know. Anyway, so getting off track. Um, but again, my name is Katie Sweetman. Um, I see some familiar faces on the live chat. Um, do say hello and let me know where you're watching from. I'm in Jersey City, New Jersey with, you know, I can see a little bit of Manhattan um, behind us. But um, that said, uh, little, I think I mentioned this last week, I keep getting these scammer accounts. And the only reason I'm mentioning this is because you know, some people are actually thinking that it's me, which is, you know, really unfortunate. But um, uh, I was going to say there's only one Katie Sweetman, but that's actually not true. There's actually, funny enough, there's uh, some Katie Sweetmans in other parts of the world. And I think a couple of them are artists, which is, uh, you probably don't know this, I was an art major in college, and then I went into IT. Um, that's my background. Um, and I'm originally from the Washington, D.C. area, so I'm not originally even from the New York City area. But um yeah, anyway, but as I know, there's only one me who does astrology. And um, this is why I just really do to do your due diligence when somebody who looks like me, at least uh, has my image, is asking to give you a reading for money or uh, uh, friending you on Instagram. I don't do that. I, yeah, I'm sorry, I just don't. Um, but yeah, that's it's. Uh, so if you see those things, please report. Um, in many cases, they have me blocked, so I can't see the name of the account unless you show me. Um, even though I get a million messages about it, it's nice that you guys all have my back. Um, but one came up today, and I'm just like, you gotta be freaking uh, kidding me. Um, but um, yeah, I think I did uh, talk about this last week because we had Mercury squared Neptune. I was like, this is. Uh, one aspect of Mercury squared Neptune with uh, people who are scamming. Um, but anyway, let's let's get back to the astrology this week. And you know, something that I say every week is that the astrology is 50%. You are the other 50%. You have to understand that astrology is energy. It's the energy of time. It's the energy um, of these archetypes expressed through time. 
and you are the secret ingredient. Like you color the astrology with your conscious, your subconscious, and your unconscious. So this idea that we are using the astrology, we are working through the astrology, and we are taking consciousness or making, becoming aware of what this astrology or what this, let's say, Sagittarius season has to teach us and reveal to us. We're all doing our work. But um, this week, oh, wait, before I get too ahead of myself, because I was talking about the astrology and how we're coming up to the end of the year, which means that I'm going to be doing a webinar on December 18th. So this Saturday, December 18th, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm doing a probably going to be a two hour presentation. I always say 90 minutes, but it ends up going longer. So I'm just like, let's just say it's two hours. Uh, presentation on the astrology of 2022. Um, I do this every year. I go through the overview, you know, the, the more the big picture stuff instead of like the day by day stuff. And then what does it mean for each of the 12 signs and how 2022 is actually connected to a greater story. So details are in the show notes. You can register and you can still register even if you can't join live. I know that 12 Eastern is really, really early um, for those who are in uh, Australia and New Zealand. So of course you can still get the replay even this kind of early on the uh, West Coast United States. Um, but anyway, also holiday season. I always get this question. Yes, I do have gift certificates. That's also on my website. So this week, December 13th through 19th, 2021. Actually, we've got a lot of things going on this week. Doesn't seem like I say that every week. Well, this week we have two planets switch signs. We've got Mercury arriving in Capricorn today, December 13th, Monday, December 13th. And then also, Mars is now in Sagittarius. So Mars has been in Scorpio for about five, six weeks, and that's, you know, pretty strong placement for Scorpio. But it went into Sagittarius earlier this morning, and Mars, it sort of gives passion and fire and motivation and enthusiasm to Sagittarius season but it also kind of picks up on a little bit of the shadow side of Sagittarius. Um, every side, every sign has a, a shadow side. I'm not, picking up on, I'm not picking on Sagittarius, but there is this tendency for Sagittarius and it's not so helpful expression to shoot its mouth off, to say whatever comes to its mind very quickly, to have opinions. I mention this because now that Mars is in Sagittarius, we are you know, the Mars will come up to what's called the south node of the moon. Uh, I believe that's on Wednesday, December 15th. So we have to sort of look at where we rush to judgment, where we think we have the answer when maybe we don't, when we say something and say something quickly without thinking and thinking about how it impacts other people. It's also a time to examine our convictions. What do we stand for? How do we see the world? Uh, how do we see ourselves? in the world. But that said, there is this sort of natural affinity, I think, with Mars and Sagittarius, you get that sort of fire energy that Mars and Aries is known for. I think when Mars is in Sagittarius, it can really rally behind something that it believes in. It can be very motivational and inspirational. Hey, I got Mars and Sagittarius. Um, but uh, there's, of course, two sides to, to every sign. So we are seeing that energy, that passion, that fire. But we're also doing our work because that's where the south node or the moon is right now. 
And I say this just as a, as a reminder for those that don't know, the south node of the moon, it's not a planet, it's part of something called the lunar nodes. Um, most people don't know this, is why I'm saying it again. And uh, the nodes make eclipses happen. So when Mars reaches that south node, the south node is about the past, it's karma. It's the things that are a little sticky or a little problematic, and it's where we have to do release, letting go, and surrender. So that's something that we should keep in mind as we go through this week. So I said now that Mars is in uh, Sagittarius, that really changes a little bit of the flavor of Sagittarius season because Mars has been previously uh, behind the sun um, in Scorpio, and then Mercury also went into Capricorn. So I actually think this is a little bit of a blessing because if we just had Mercury and Mars and Sagittarius, it would just sort of be very quick with, with its thinking. But I think with Mercury now and Capricorn, it can, it's kind of this cooler heads prevail sort of energy. We can take a step back, we can weigh our options, we can have the wisdom and maturity to hopefully make the right choice or, or select the right option. Um, there is a sense of having to master choice with Mercury in Capricorn and also really have a maturity and responsibility about the things that we say, how we uh, connect, um, the things that we, you know, sort of looking at the two sides of things, that's very merc Mercury energy. Um, so I think this is gonna help temper a little bit of this Mars and Sagittarius on the South Node energy. So we are gonna be weighing our options this week. I say that not to get ahead of myself, we're going to have a Gemini full moon uh, later this week on December 18th. Mercury is the ruler of Capricorn, and that means that that Gemini energy, which is about choice, the two sides of things, voice, communication, ideas, information, learning, and travel, we're going to see that Gemini energy through the lens of Capricorn. And Capricorn's a very different energy than Gemini. Capricorn is about the things that we learn through time. You know, there's this uh, thing in astrology where it says that Jupiter is the planet of wisdom, and I, and I completely agree, but I think we also forget that, that Saturn in its own way is the planet of wisdom too. It's just a very different type of wisdom. This is wisdom that's gained through life, life experiences, and the things that you can only know because you've lived the decade or the 20 years or the 30 years because Saturn works in these 29, 30 year arcs of time. So yeah, these are two different energies, but they actually, I think in a way, complement each other. And so that's sort of this lens in which we are experiencing this week and experiencing this full moon because Sag season ruled by Jupiter is all about wisdom and knowledge and the things that we know. You know, without that Jupiterian energy, we wouldn't have the the inspiration, the motivation to to learn more, to learn more, period, or even learn more about the world. So that's why I love Jupiter, but I always like to give, you know, proper credit. To, always give credit to Saturn. Um, give credit to Saturn because I think it's also a planet of growth and wisdom. And, you know, you need these two energies. You know, there is that sense of uh, expansion, contraction, expansion and contraction with uh, Saturn and Jupiter. Hopefully it's not too much of a technical point. Um, but yeah, these are two planet, planets that really shape 
our exterior vision of the world. They talk about ambition. They motivate us to seek and to, to have more in our life. And uh, without these two planets, we would be very small because the, our world would end at Mars. <laughs> and if our world ended at Mars, then it would be very much I want, I need. Uh, it's, you don't have that sort of larger perspective. But anyway, I digress. So also this week, uh, Venus turns retrograde. So when you have two planets switch signs and then another planet change directions, which is Venus retrograde, uh, the story is changing. It just is. And I know we just came out of uh, eclipses and I'm like, yeah, the story is changing. Well, it's another shift in the narrative. So Mercury is voice, it's communication. And then you have Mars, which is sort of that passion, that drive, that motivation. We need Mars, no Mars, no go. But what's Venus? Well, Venus is about socialization and connection and interaction. Yes, it's uh, if, if you Google Venus in astrology, there'd be like, that's the planet of love and relationships. Yes. However, it's important for us to understand that Venus teaches us about socialization. It's without that energy, we wouldn't know how to compromise to be able to see things from somebody else's perspective and to negotiate and to create that sort of equity and harmony that we all need in a relationship. So yes, it is, of course, uh, about relationships. And so with Venus turning retrograde, this means that over the next 40 days, yes, 40 days, because Venus has a 40 day retrograde cycle, we are rewinding something on relationships. Now, this is not necessarily romantic partnerships or intimate relationships. This is, this is all relationships, because if you think about astrology the way that I, I think about astrology, this is what I do. I, I, I take things apart in my head. That's what I used to do during my subway rides and my commute to work. I would just like take apart astrology. But you get Libra as the seventh sign, the zodiac. And Libra says, like, we need people. Without people, it's just that Aries energy. Like I said, if, if the world ended, if astrology ended at Mars, uh, we'd be in big trouble. So you sort of need that larger context. You need to understand that other people have needs as well. And we all have to live on this planet. And we have to negotiate and socialize and connect. That said, Venus is sort of running, uh, turning backwards. It's not really turning backwards. It's appearing to turn backwards. And it's getting us to reevaluate our relationships, all of our relationships. The thing is that Venus is doing two things. Number one, it's turning retrograde in Capricorn. Capricorn is a big picture sign. It says that everything has to sort of, I uh, can't think of the word. It's, it's like the structure has to sustain us. It has to be built for the future. That's Capricorn. You know, if you build a house, you build a partnership, on a very weak foundation over time, and especially the more weight that you put on it, it's just gonna collapse. So Venus and Capricorn in a way is a sort of a stress test or a time when the inspector comes in and looks at the house and says, oh, there's a crack in your relationship, or there's a, a problem in, in, a, in, a, in a partnership. At the end of the day, Saturn and Capricorn love relationships. Everything has to be fair. It has to be put in balance. It has to be an even um, give and take and flow. So we are looking at our relationships. Um, it is very common, um, although I'm not saying this is hard and fast prediction, that somebody from the past comes back 
into our lives. Usually it's a past lover. It's a relationship that needs um, not necessarily to, to, to go back into the relationship, but there might be something that is unresolved. And Venus retrograde, you can see this with Mercury retrograde too, uh, somebody can pop up back in your life. Um, I say that in case um, you're like, oh no, I don't want this, I don't want this ex, ex of my life to come back. Um, but if that happens, how do you tie up loose ends? Um, and how by maybe even tying up that loose ends, that shifts and changes a dynamic and a current relationship, for example. So then Venus is going backwards. It's doing the second thing. It's doing what's called a station. I mean, it's turning retrograde, it's stationing retrograde on Pluto. Pluto, I believe, is at 25 of um, Capricorn. And Venus is at 26. So it's sort of sitting right on Pluto, which is a little bit of an uncomfortable place for Venus, if I'm being completely honest. And this says that over the coming 40 days, we are not just looking at our relationships and how we connect and interact and socialize with people. We are doing it through the lens of Pluto. And Pluto says that there's something that you're not looking at, something that I'm not looking at. And Pluto is going to hold a mirror to each and every one of us. And it's like, oh, you think that this relationship is healthy, or you think that this is going to you know, take you into the future, or you think that this is strong. Well, here, I'm going to show you. Maybe it's not, or maybe it is. I don't know. Well, everybody's different. But Pluto talks about an evolutionary process. And that evolutionary process says that we have to see things, look at things that we don't typically look at. There's that shadow archetype with Pluto, but it talks about the evolution of consciousness and needing to take something that is unconscious and put it into consciousness. I will say that uh, Venus retrograde with Pluto is putting toxic, toxic relationships on notice. And so if you are in a toxic relationship, how do you use this retrograde period to get out, to, to, to leave it, to set healthy boundaries, um, to have a completely different relationship with relationships? Pluto turns lead into gold, at least that's metaphorically. I don't know, maybe literally, we'll see. Um, but certainly metaphorically, and the idea is that when we come out of this retrograde process, which won't be until January, uh, that something is profoundly and forever transformed. But everybody's going to experience this differently. Uh, baseline, you know, Venus is a planet that does talk about partnerships and relationships. It also talks about value and worth. So sometimes the toxic relationship is with ourselves. And maybe we need to look at how we are not in a good relationship with ourselves. And I tell people, tell people, I tell my clients, the first relationship that you will ever have is with yourself. It's not mom, it's not dad, it's not your first boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever, um, it's yourself. So use that Pluto energy to, to do that deep work because because it's Capricorn, this is how you are transforming the patterns, the grooves, and the structures of how you do relationships and how you connect, interact with people. For some signs, Venus is a prominent planet. It talks about career, it talks about home, it talks about other things. Um, so you may see that sort of parallel story with the retrograde. Um, and Venus is money and value and worth is the things that we want to invest in. And, and I don't necessarily mean this as a always as money. It's it's other things. It's it's how we invest our time. Saturn and Capricorn is time. It's how we invest in resources, the resources that we share, uh, 
this could be things that we gather, not necessarily purchase money on, but there is that sense that Venus uh, does speak to money. Um, fun fact, uh, Venus, uh, as it does its retrograde cycle, um, I think it's called the synodic cycle. Don't, hopefully I'm right. Um, but it traces a rose pattern, a perfect rose pattern in the sky. Google it. Google Venus retrograde rose, and you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. And it creates this five petaled rose. And that rose this is where on a sort of an esoteric level, you can see the, the star, the pentacle, it points up or points down, points towards spirit, points towards matter. Anyway, so that's sort of that duality uh, of Venus um, and, and sort of the things about matter and manifestation and what we actually use matter and manifestation towards. That's the other side to Pluto um, or Venus turning retrograde with Pluto is looking at our own relationship with the manifested and material world. And maybe that's toxic. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe everything's going to be great. Um, but yeah, that Venus turning retrograde doesn't happen very often. Um, you know, Mercury turns retrograde three, four times a year for three to four weeks at a time. Uh, the outer planets turn retrograde. Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, uh, Uranus, Pluto, they do that for about five uh, months out of the year. Um, Mars, uh, we will have Mars retrograde uh, later in 2022. But the last time we had Venus retrograde was actually May, June of 2020, which feels like another lifetime at this point. But uh, yes, yeah, so two planets changing signs, one planet changing direction, and then we have a Gemini full moon. So this full moon, it's not an eclipse, but it's coming two weeks after we had a solar eclipse. So in a way, it does echo eclipse energies. Um, it's a reminder that um, although we had a Gemini, not Gemini, uh, Sagittarius solar eclipse on December 4th, that this we're starting to shift out of the eclipses in Sagittarius and Gemini. This full moon isn't an eclipse because the lunar nodes are now at one degree of Gemini and Sagittarius. I think uh, it has to be within 17 degrees in order for there to be an eclipse, at least a lunar eclipse. But uh, this full moon, it does pull at a lot of the stories and themes that have been present with us since uh, May, June of 2020. And I'm not saying that because that's when Venus was, was last retrograde. I'm saying that in May of 2020, the lunar nodes changed signs. They were previously in Cancer Capricorn, then they went into Gemini and uh, Sagittarius. And then in January 2022, the nodes are going to switch again. They're going to go into Taurus and Scorpio. So this full moon, in a way, echoes the work that we've been doing uh, since May, June of 2020. At the core of the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius, two signs that are opposite each other, it's to, it's to know more. It, these are these are mental, analytical <clears throat> signs about knowledge and wisdom, and the inspiration for us to know more about the world. Gemini is very elementary. You know, you go to school, you you learn your letters, you go you know go have peers in the classes and schools. Um, but then when you get into Sagittarius, it's about philosophy. It's about higher education, university, college. Um, that sense that we are now not just learning something, that we are scholars, that we have mastered something, but the notes are flipped. So it's ironic because in a way we're going the opposite 
direction. We know a lot and maybe we know too much and maybe we think we know something, but we have to go towards Gemini, which says in a way we have to get back to basics. We have to go back to elementary school. We have to learn our letters. We have to get back to the source material. And so we can reevaluate if something is truly true. So this is why I just point out that sort of shadow side of Sagittarius. Shadow side of Sagittarius is fundamentalism. But uh, that's why we need to make sure that we are keeping our eyes open. We are keeping all options open. We are looking at things from both sides, Gemini and North Node. So that theme is present in this uh, lunar, not lunar eclipse, uh, present in this full moon that we're having on December 18th. 27 degrees of Gemini. Again, Mercury, the ruler of the full moon, is in Capricorn. So we have to, again, take our choices, take our words, take our ideas seriously. And then Mercury is in something called a square to Chiron. And so it's my feeling that you know, we have to make some choices this week and maybe even into next week because this full moon does carry over into uh, beginning of next week. And by making those choices and weighing our options, we have to we have to take action. We have to move forward on something. The thing about Chiron and Aries is that it's not always so easy to move forward. It's not always so easy to talk about what we believe in and to make ourselves vulnerable and to stand up or, or on matters of faith and conviction, for for example. But there's something that is like a pain point or a sore spot that's getting pressed on with this full moon. But through that, we are not just doing our, that's the thing about Chiron, there's a personal and there's a collective level. There's the things that make us suffer or make us hurt on a personal level, but we have to understand how it's connected to a larger framework and a collective framework. So that's you know how we are navigating this full moon. And this full moon does make what's called a square to Neptune, uh, Neptune and Pisces. And you know, the thing with Neptune is that, especially when there's a square, it's not always about what we want. You know, Neptune's one of those planets where you have to surrender your attachments, your desires, your ego, and to let yourself open up to something that's greater than yourselves. So maybe these are themes that you've already started to notice um, since we had that new moon in Sagittarius on December 4th. Um, and certainly they're going to be with us at this full moon. So when I go through the signs in just a moment, um, I have to go through these signs very quickly, um, you'll see how uh, there's a certain part of your life that's being activated. Don't forget, you can listen to your sun sign and your rising sign. It's my belief that they're not equal, but they tell us life from uh, two different perspectives. Um, but anyway, you can listen to your sun sign and your rising sign, or maybe listen to um, the sign of a partner or a, a loved one in your life. So Aries. Aries, this full moon is highlighting a lot of the things that I've already been talking about. It's about your voice, communication, ideas, information. You have to get back to basics and sort of look at what is the source material of the things that you believe in. It's very much about education and the exchange of information. Maybe you're taking classes on a mundane level, you're taking classes, you're reading up, um, and maybe you're even receiving news. And I say that because sometimes when there's a full moon in this part of the chart, we receive news. You've got Mercury up in Capricorn, Capricorn's career sign. Um, it's also about your place in the world. So maybe this is big information or big news 
news about your career, news about your job, or even news about or making choices about which direction you want to take your life in. So maybe this is a week uh, Aries where you're really weighing some things. I think with Mars, your planet now in Sagittarius, you have to get a bit uh, conceptual about your life and sort of look at the bigger picture, but look where maybe you're sort of getting in your own way, and especially stuck around certain beliefs, um, beliefs about yourself, for example. But uh, this full moon is really starting to bring uh, to a close a larger story that's been present with you since 2020 about faith. What, what do you put your faith in? What's your truth? What do you believe? Um, matters of, of spirituality, if that's relevant, but also issues around philosophy, education, and even travel. Taurus. This full moon, it highlights something that actually sounds very Taurian. It sounds, it's about money and income, material stability, and material security. You know, I always forget or not tell people that uh, Gemini has a connection to Taurus, even though it doesn't seem uh, so obvious, because Gemini is Taurus's second sign. Taurus is the second sign. No, it's some mental gymnastics. What this teaches us is that Taurus really wants to accumulate. It wants to gather. It wants to gather resources, uh, money. Uh, food, pleasure. Taurus loves to graze. It loves to graze through life. So that said, this full moon is highlighting your material life. How do you make your material life more secure? That said, you've been you're coming to the end of a of a 18 year 18 year 18 months 18 year 18 month chapter of really looking at spending uh, money investments your relationship with money, and also the things that you value, including your own self-worth. So this full moon might put spending in the spotlight, and maybe you are even making some larger or, or making some larger investments or having to make some purchases. I think with Mercury up in what's called your ninth sign, you need to think about, well, is this really in alignment with my values or sort of my vision for my life? Um, and I think that there's uh, some having to really weigh some some choices at this time in your life, uh, Vena or Taurus. I was just thinking how Venus, uh, your planet, it's also up in Capricorn and it's turning retrograde. So Taurus, you're going into a 40, what was it, 40 year, 40 day, 40 day process of pulling inward, reflecting. Um, I know retrogrades have a bit of a reputation, but this is, this is kind of like a yin phase for you. You have to pull back. You can't pull forward. Doesn't mean your life's on hold, but this is a time when you are really re-examining what you value, what you put your faith in, um, how you build for your, the world and how you build for something larger in your life. Ge Gemini. Gemini, so this full moon is in your sign. So you are in the spotlight. So everybody's going to experience this differently. Um, maybe for one person, they get recognition in their public life. Uh, maybe for another, it's really about being um, an individual, taking action and moving forward. But typically when there's a full moon in your sign, there's this, the, your, the spotlight's on you in some way. But this is a time for you to really think about taking action. And with Mercury, the ruler of this, um, this full moon, and it's in what's called your eighth sign, I think there's something about you really needing to 
to look at how you present yourself in the world, what people see versus what's deep within. And I think that there is something uh, maybe deeper that's coming up during this time. I mean, Mercury will move very quickly through Capricorn, meaning it will move very quickly through your eighth sign. Um, but this might be a time when, um, and I've said this from time to time, but Gemini, it's maybe been a bit of a rough past few years because you've had to do a lot of that eighth house, eighth room, as I call it, work. Um, and with all that inner work and examination, maybe this is the full moon, to really put something um, into light or to take action, to move forward on something that maybe has been mostly behind the scenes up until this point. But I will also add uh, Gemini because you have had eclipses. Um, you had that solar eclipse on the 4th of December. It was in your sign of relationships. You know, this is a big time for you, Gemini. It's, you know, this, you'll have one more eclipse in this series. It won't be until May of 2022. It will be a solar eclipse in Gemini. But uh, 2020 and 2021, by and large, are supposed to be big years for you. Meant to be turning points. And I think this full moon in some way does mark a turning point, maybe not so much with the same dramatic arc that uh, you saw um, in the past 18 months. But with Mars now in your seventh sign, relationships are going to be a big priority as you go into uh, beginning of January. Um, cancer. Cancer, so this full moon is highlighting something called your 12th sign. So you have to understand that in astrology, there's the first sign that brings you all the way to the 12th sign. And the 12th sign is about endings. It's about letting go and releasing. If you're thinking that's not fun, but that's because everything, it's like my dog. It's like my dog, <laughs> he, might, he might make a slight cameo, roll around the floor. Anyway, <laughs> so get my brain back. Um, Gemini, we were, no, we were in Cancer. So. This is a time when you have to let go. And this is a time that happens every year. So this is sort of the, the time to, to reflect, to search inward, and to release the attachments that you are holding on to. These are typically attachments of the ego, even addictions. I know we're coming up to the end of the year. So if you want to get a jump start on sort of this healthy resolutions as we go into Capricorn season, there we go, there's his head. Um, we are <laughs> using this time to, to let go of these attachments. Um, but that said, if you're feeling a little bit lower energy, if you need to rest, do take care of yourself because the 12th is the time in your personal cal calendar when it is about resting, it is about recuperation. Um, yes, the, the, the puppy is making a, <laughs> uh, a cameo as he's rolling around the floor. Um, hey, sorry, Cancer, you're getting like a little extra Miguel action. Um, but um, with the ruler of this full moon, Mercury, it's over. I, like I gotta get my, my astrology brain back because Miguel's stealing the show. Um, Mercury is over in your seventh sign. This may actually speak to something uh, ending about relationships. Doesn't mean a relationship is ending, but maybe some old chapter, some old phase, and maybe even some uh, less than helpful connection needs to be released and let go. See, Cancer, you got a little, a little puppy dog action. Um, Leo. So, and by the way, sorry, Leo. By the way, Miguel is an Aries 
with Mercury, not Mercury, with Mars and Gemini. So he's kind of crazy. But anyway, um, Leo. Leo, so this full moon is happening in your 11th sign. So the 11th sign in your personal calendar is about friends and community and your social connections and even your social circle. And this is a time for you to not only connect to the people that are allies or even to join groups or to be with people who are like-minded, but it's also time to look out into the world and to look out into your life and to plan for the future. So this is a, a full moon that's putting a spotlight on relationships, but it's also asking that you start to think about your life and you know the, the fact that um, you've been having so much going on, for example, uh, Leo in your 10th sign, 10th sign's about career. As you make all these big changes in your professional life, and if you haven't had the big changes yet, they are shifting and changing. There's something, uh, Leo, about your professional life that's going to look very different by 2025, 2026 than it did in um, 2018, 2019, if not already. So as these shifts and changes happen, what is the next goal what's the next ambition what's the next stage in this whole journey you know mercury is in what's called your six so i think this is a time to really take action with a project to plan to organize um and to really think about the practical steps that are going to get you to whatever your future goal ambition hope and dream um virgo Virgo, this full moon is in what's called your 10th sign. The 10th sign is about career. It's uh, your place in the world, the title after your name, and sort of the direction that you take your life in. So it's a very common narrative when you have a full moon in your, your professional sign, your career sign, that there's some sort of change in your professional life. Um, you know, you're in the spotlight in some way, you get recognized, recognition for your hard work or something that you've been doing. Um, let's hope that it's not spotlight for the wrong reasons. Um, but maybe there's a change at work. Maybe you get a promotion, maybe you decide to change jobs. Um, if you were looking for work, use this full moon to your advantage, of course. Um, I will say Virgo, you are coming to the end of this time where you've had eclipses in your 10th and your fourth signs. So it's been a bit of a crossroads in 2020 and especially in 2021. Um, but as maybe you are uh, making some changes in your home environment as you, now that Mars is in Sagittarius, um, typically when Mars is going through what's called your fourth sign, uh, um, Virgo, there's uh, the home environment heats up. Uh, people are visiting, um, family need your attention, um, you're packing up to move, you are making remodeling changes and it's a bit loud and the home environment. So as your home environment sees a lot of shifts and changes, maybe you need to reorient your external life, your professional life, and your goals and your ambitions. Uh, you have Mercury in your fifth sign. Mercury rules that, that full moon. And so there's this connection that's happening between uh, maybe even getting recognized for uh, some creative talent, some ability, and something that spotlights you. Um, but this is a time when you also need to take yourself, Virgo, and take your talent seriously and use this full moon to launch something into the world. Libra. 
Libra. So this full moon puts the spotlight in something called your ninth sign. And the ninth sign is going to sound a little bit familiar to what we've been talking about with uh, these eclipses and Sagittarius season. It's about what you believe in, what you put your faith in, how you see the world, and even that motivation and inspiration to, to know and to learn more. So this is a time when maybe you are thinking about your education, if that's relevant, uh, making a decision about education, but this also could be travel and trips and exploration. Uh, I know travel is a little bit weird at the moment, but it is about long distance journeys, uh, other countries, searching and exploring and trying to find answers. This is bringing, this full moon is bringing to a close this dynamic story that's been happening between your third and your ninth. It has been so much about education over the last 18 months, Libra, but it's also been about needing to take everything that you know, and you know a lot, and put it out there in the world. And maybe looking at where either you sell yourself short or sell what you know short, but you really need to have the confidence to put something out there in the world to really take all these ideas and information and have it shape something, shape a philosophy, shape a belief, for example. But uh, you do have Mercury in your fourth, the ruler of the ninth is in the fourth. And maybe this is a time when there's something that's happening about home, um, family, uh, could be a move, could be moved to another country, um, but also seeing how you, what you believe in, what you put your your faith in, um, actually does shift um, something in your your home environment. Hopefully, it's not you and a housemate, or you and a family member not seeing eye to eye on something. Um, but nevertheless, this is a time when your truths, your convictions, and your faith and beliefs are in the spotlight. Scorpio. This full moon puts a spotlight on voice and communication. Wait a second, that's not right. Eve. In a way, this puts a spotlight on things that are very familiar to you, Scorpio. This is the time when I always like to highlight the interconnectivity between Scorpio and Gemini, even though we don't realize it. Scorpio is the eighth sign and Gemini is Scorpio's eighth sign. I know it's a little bit of some mental gymnastics, but what does this teach us about Scorpio? Well, Gemini is about choice, meaning it's about the duality of life and life is light and dark, good and bad, or maybe it's both and maybe we have both inside of us. And so there is this process that has to happen when we go through the eighth, which is Scorpio's natural territory, where we have to look at the darkness within. We have to look at the inner saboteur, how we work against ourselves, how that, you know, Gemini, it's not the scales, that's Libra, but there is a connection between Gemini and Libra. So where that inner scale that lives inside of us tips either way, you know, one day, we're good Scorpio, one day we're burning everything down, we're bad Scorpio, bad Scorpio. But uh, this is a time when you are sort of looking at that natural duality that lives inside of you and hopefully, fingers crossed, finding the balance within. You have Venus, not Venus, da, 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 Mercury, the ruler of this full moon, it's in your third sign. So it's picking up these other, these sort of similar themes around choice. What choices are you making, Scorpio? Are these choices actually for your greater good? Are they actually for somebody else's greater good? Or are they self-destructive? Do they manipulate? 
Do they go against yourself? So it's time for you to really look at the wisdom of the choices that you're making. And hopefully this full moon is actually revealing where you have grown, you have matured. It is no longer something that's self-destructive. You're able to find that that very powerful balance point between that these two inner halves inside of you. That said, with uh, I keep on saying Venus, with Mercury in your third sign, it's time for you to also look at the power of your voice and how you're able to communicate things that are very deep and powerful. Powerful truths is something that we find um, in the eighth. The eighth is also wealth. And maybe this is a time when you're looking at matters around finance and wealth and financial planning, debt, and how do you create more uh, financial stability in your life? But this is a time I will also add that uh, Mars is your planet. It just left Sagittarius, not left Sagittarius, just left Scorpio. Um, and now again, as I was saying earlier, that this is a time for you to look at your material life, spending and creating more material stability. For yourself Capricorn no Sagittarius yeah I don't want to jump over Sagittarius so Sagittarius so this full moon puts relationships in the spotlight so this is your natural time in your zodiac calendar when it's about other people other people could mean that somebody comes into your life it's new start a new relationship maybe it's current relationship really needs your attention um, or maybe you're just socializing and interacting more than usual so this is a time when it's very much about other people then again this has been a theme um, even into the last 18 months you know, the, the had the south node in your sign you've had the south node in Sagittarius um, this is a time when Sagittarius realizes that it can't do everything alone it needs other people to create the balance and the harmony in life so like I said it's been very much about other people at this time um, but with Mercury the ruler of this full moon it's in your second sign so you have to look at the value and worth of the people that are either presently in your life the relationships that are in your life or the people that are wanting to come in it anybody in your life right now it has to hold up to saturn saturn's the gatekeeper right now saturn says is this person going to create equity equity and stability in your life is this person for the long term is this somebody that you can actually rely on and count on um do you can you make a commitment to them can they make a commitment to you and is this something that feels responsible and mature i know it's really not so fun but it's necessary um, so you, there's this time when you're having to really sort through and look at the value of the people that are in your life. So really do keep in mind that Saturn's the one that's the boss this week, Sagittarius, um, especially with that Venus retrograde. Um, and you have to make sure that everything is sort of worth it. And that's really, I think, um, information that's for everybody. You know, with Venus retrograde and Capricorn, it has to be worth it. And worth it, of course, um, you can define that in a lot of different ways. But at the end of the day, Saturn says this person has to be a supportive uh, force in your life. Oh, I also will add Sagittarius, uh, just a little heads up. Um, Jupiter, your planet, is going to leave Aquarius, finally, and it's going to go back into Pisces on December 28th. So that's for a future uh, show, but um, we're, that's, you're, you're about to sort of change, um, change stories, Sagittarius. Capricorn. 
Capricorn, so this full moon puts the spotlight on what's called your sixth sign. The sixth sign is about health and wellness. It's how you take care of your body. It's hygiene. It's the details of day-to-day -day life. I realize that that doesn't sound very glamorous, but we need these details. We need to make sure that our life sort of is grounded in the things that allow our life to feel safe and secure, for example. So the spotlight on a mundane level, you have to get a checkup, you have to deal with a health matter, you are thinking about um, how do I get healthy in 2022, how do I get organized in 2022, um, and I think that with the ruler of this full moon in your sign, Capricorn, your life, your day-to-day -day life, sort of the schedule that things run on, the things that you have to do, everything has to be hopefully a very well-oiled machine because you got that uh, that connection between the first and the sixth that's happening. When that, that happens, you have to really be the boss of your day-to-day -day life. You have to make sure that everything is organized and detailed. But then you have the uh, that full moon is highlighting and bringing to a close a story that's been happening between your 12th and your 6th. So this is also about the things that you hold on to day-to-day -day life but also the things that you need to let go of and I think that's been one of the hardest things for Capricorn to learn this year is to just to be in that surrender that even though I was talking about being the boss of the day-to-day -day life and plans and whatever there is sort of that zen-ness that zen quality of having a solar eclipse in your 12th sign which you did in December 4th and at the same time just being okay with everything changing in a moment's notice. I know that that seems counter, uh, you know, at cross purposes, but that's sort of this tension that's happening in your life right now because the Capricorn, so much is changing. Um, what's after Capricorn? Uh, Aquarius is after Capricorn. So Aquarius, so this full moon is spotlighting what's called your fifth sign. And the fifth sign in a way is about you. So things that make you, you, it's your personality, your persona, your identity, but also a sense of talents and your creativity and even self-expression. The beauty of the fifth is it reminds us that we, each and every one of us is an individual. You have the raw individuality with the sun sign or the first sign, but then it's really in the fifth that you are able to express what makes you, you. True creativity is when we take something within ourselves, the spark that lives within ourselves, and we put it into something. So this full moon is a reminder that you have to put something of yourself into something. You can do that. You can put yourself and make a baby. You can put yourself into a cake, make a spreadsheet, organize your sock drawer, but there has to be a sense of you in something. Also, to have a full moon in the sign on a more mundane level, there's the, spa, the highlighting um, fun and play and creativity and leisure and um, sort of these fun activities. I don't know, it sounds like a nice full moon. But that said, this is a full moon for you to really rem remind yourself who you are. And I think with Mercury, the ruler of this full moon, in your 12th, um, how you sometimes go against yourself sort of your blind spots, the things that maybe aren't actually supporting you. But it also can highlight a little bit of this esoteric connection between this idea of the fifth and the self, but also how 
The self, in a more esoteric framework, is an expression of the divine. And how do you let the divine ex express itself through you? And I think sometimes we're so afraid to be ourselves, we're so afraid to share our talents or really go for it. Um, and so how do you really connect to confidence, but on a spiritual level, not an ego level, and allow yourself to really create and express and to be on something that is tr transcends the ego? Pisces. So this full moon puts a spotlight in what's called your fourth sign. Um, very typical full moon in the fourth is that there's a change in the household, there's a move, um, there's a lot of emphasis on home and family at this time. Um, this could be just, you know, buying some stuff from Ikea and making your home more of a home. Um, but I will say that this, you know, you have had eclipses in your fourth since, um, November of 2020. So this is a time where you are coming to the end of a chapter where home has really been at the focal point of the story over the last 18 months. And maybe you have moved, maybe there has been a change in the household, or maybe your relationship with family is in a very different place than it was 18 months ago. That said, this sort of, this full moon is a, is a is to punctuate a lot of the changes that have happened, um, but home on a more, uh, less, more metaphorical level, this is the area where it has to really support your life at this moment. So really think about your roots and your foundation, and then you have Mercury, the ruler of the full moon, over in what's called your 11th sign. So I think that as you really focus on your, your emotional needs, your inner needs, and sort of the support, in your life, it's also time to rely on friendships and community, that friends and community can be just as important as family, but also how do you look outward into your life? Uh, how do you plan for the future? How do you hope and dream? And how does your home environment really reflect a lot of the, the dreams and the vision that you've had for yourself? over the last 18 months. I think it's been a little bit hard for Pisces because Pisces is at the end of this much bigger chapter. It's like a three-year chapter of coming to the end of a 30-year arc of time in their lives. You know, Saturn is in the, um, Saturn's in the 12th. So, you know, home and family, but at the same time, you know, putting roots down, but at the same time, um, also letting things go and preparing for a new life. Um, you do have Jupiter, your planet Pisces. It's still in the 12th, but that will change on December 28th. We'll talk about that um, a couple weeks from now, but um, you are starting to come to the end of something. And this is what I've been saying to Pisces. It's like you're in a space right now where you're surrounded by boxes and you want to be really mindful of the things that are still in those boxes and, and that you're still holding on to because when, when things start to cross from the 12th to the 1st, it comes into manifestation. So you don't want something that you've been holding on to the last 30 years to come again with you into the next chapter. So use the next two weeks as you come up to the end of the year uh, and the holidays to be very mindful about what you are still holding on to. Um, that's not to say that after the new year it's with you, you still have Saturn in your 12th, but um, that's a much bigger uh, story. But um, that is your look at the astrology of December 13th, 
through 2021. Um, I'm going to be, like I said, doing a webinar this week um, on Saturday, December 18th at 12 p.m. Eastern. Replay is available if you can't join live. And I will be talking um, more deeply about the astrology of next year overall and what it means for each of the 12 signs. Those that, uh, that, that attend live can ask questions in the chat. So it's a little bit interactive um but uh yeah so that is your look at the astrology this week again my name is katie sweetman i'm here in jersey city new jersey right outside of new york city and um you can follow me online at empoweringastrology.com i'm on facebook instagram um, on YouTube, and you can also listen to me on Spotify. You can also book a consultation. I know many of you who join me on the live or even watch the replay, thank you for watching the replay, uh, are clients of mine. So I also really enjoy working with you all and sharing your astrology and, and really revealing how your astrology is this map, this guide, this blueprint for your highest potential. And how do you get there? So Anyway, again, my name is Katie Sweetman. Thank you all for joining me and I will see you all next week. Bye.